This is an SJC Radio production. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Welcome to the uh, Easter holiday special uh, Pit Stop podcast. Uh, joined by uh, a full crew uh, this time, this week, uh, of Max, Ed and Joe. Uh, it was a very busy weekend of motorsport. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, the first round of uh, the Formula One season uh, in Bahrain. Um Ed, can you give me an incredibly brief summary? Incredibly brief. Right. So, like you said, sir, we were at Bahrain for the first uh, for the first race. Race was won by Lewis Hamilton. I'd say quite controversially. Uh, yeah. Second, you had Max Verstappen. Third, uh, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, some, I think, very good race uh, compared to what we usually get at the start of a season. Um, I, I think just one question to elicit just just maybe just one more fact. Uh, am I right in saying that Verstappen led the first part of the race? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yeah. how did that overtake? How did how did Hamilton get ahead uh, of Verstappen? That's what I think all we need to know, really. I think it was um, good yeah, strategy. Undercut. Yeah. Ah. Nice. So the undercut. So um, we're saying that Hamilton pitted before Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now we're going to move on here. Uh, so I'm going to ask you uh, a number of questions and basically we're going to hear your opinions about uh, the race. I'm going to start off uh, with our man of the match, as it were, or I guess you call it driver of the race. Um, Joe, you're up first. You're your uh, driver and a very brief explanation why. It's, it's a pretty easy one for me. It's Checo Perez. Um, he, he was on the formation lap and his whole engine cut out. And then he managed to get it uh, back starting up and going again. Uh, started from the pit lane and managed mm-hmm. to climb back up to P5. So that's impressive. That's why he's my man of the match. Very good. Ed, your man of the match. Um, unlike Joe, I've gone for oh. Yuki Tsunoda uh, on his oh. F1 debut. He, yeah. It's an incredible drive from him. Uh, and a pretty good-looking AlphaTauri for this year. It looks very quick. Yes. Um, he made some incredible o- in overtakes. Um, I think, got to remember, it's only his F1 debut. And mm. he's, you know, overtaking world champions as well. So very impressive. Very good. Max? Max? Um, not sound boring, but I've got to agree with Joe, with Sergio Checo Perez. Um, yeah. I thought he was out, quite frankly, in the formation lap. And then suddenly he was in P5. That's very good. Yeah, I mean, that, that there will be some, um, I guess, um, some agreement, I suppose, with these answers. So the next question goes to you first, Max. Um, who for you was the surprise of the race? Um, or, 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 no, it doesn't have to be who. It could be who or what was the surprise of the race. So I'm thinking of two things, but I'm going to go with um, Bottas, about three Bottas. Um, it really surprised me how Mercedes really sabotaged him to make sure Lewis well they were playing pawn with him for strategies really and that really surprised me right okay thank you for that Ed you're surprised at the race it could be uh something which happened or a, a driver it's entirely up to you yeah I'm gonna say Alfa Romeo uh they put it 
normally you expect Alfa Romeo, based on their performance last year, to kind of be towards the back end of the grid. In the race, they got very close to points. Uh, finished P11 and P12, I think. Uh, so very good from them. I'm quite, yeah, quite surprised yeah. about that. That is good. And Joe, your surprise of the race. My surprise of the race is actually quite negative. Uh, Aston Martin, only one <laughs> car got in the points. Um, Sebastian Vettel wasn't in the points. He yeah. was, I think, P14, I think. Um, yeah. And Larkstraw was only just in the points. This is coming from a, a team who uh, got a w- race win last year. So they really yeah. have been affected by the uh, rule changes. Uh, so it's quite sad to see them. You know, I saw quite a few times being overtaken by seemingly lesser cars as like the Alpine and the aforementioned yeah. uh, Alfa Romeo. Very good. Um, OK, the next question is, I, I, I've written this down as the driver who needs to stay behind after class. So this could be the biggest disappointment, perhaps, or the driver who underperformed the most. Uh, Ed, you're first on the list this time. Well, I reckon we've all gone for the same person here. Nikita has a spin as he's become oh, yeah, yeah, good. recently. Good. Um, you know, he's spun, I think, what, five times in three days, twice in qualifying, once in the race, binned it three turns into his fallen on debut. I mean, I don't think Gunther's going to be too happy about that one. Uh, there was a, they're talking about this on Midweek Motorsport on, on Wednesday evening, and um, the producer asked the question, what do and I think the drivers were Marco Apicella, um, Felipe Massa, and Adam McNeish have in common? And the answer was their Grand Prix debuts were shorter than um, uh, the Ma- Mazapans. So I imagine they probably didn't start or crash before the first corner. So it's Joe next. Um, much the same as Ed. I've gone with um, Nikita Mazaspin. Um, <laughs> uh, because three three um, three corners in, he's spun and he's had to retire, causing a safety car. Although his dad has kept Haas afloat, so I'd assume he will get quite a few chances in that yeah, seat. They're, they're not going to drop him, are they? That's for sure. Max, is it going to be a hat trick for? Have a guess. Yes, it is. Oh, it uh, is. He's got a massive I... spin. He um. <laughs> He spent more time doing formation laps than actual race laps in his career. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that's a good point. I, I'm surprised. That's quite actually. an achievement. I'm surprised you've all gone for him because I thought some of you might have said uh, Vettel. Well, I no, mentioned I think... him in Surprise of the Week, but I wasn't yes. really surprised after testing. Um, oh, I okay, so right. I think you might just get away with a light slap on the wrist rather than a yeah. full stay behind after class. From what yeah. I saw, I didn't think that was his fault. I thought um, Aston Martin was actually trying to do a one-stop, which did not work. And then due to that, I thought that's what happened, no? Yeah, I think it was a, a strategy call from Aston that backfired. Right. And also, he, yeah. he didn't have the best quality as well because of yeah. spin. And uh, Okay, moving on. Uh, your, uh, I'll work out the sequence here. It's going to be... Um, let's go for Joe first. We're looking at here your your highlight of the race, highlight or champagne moments. What, what Joe? Uh, champagne moment would be the. Oh, I'm going to spice it up a little bit so we yeah. don't all do the same one. I, I'm going to say when Checo Perez turned on his engine again. 
because I thought that was it for the race. And I thought, oh, no, that's so disappointing on his F1 debut. And then to see it spark up again into life because the uh, race um, stewards, I guess, uh, were pushing him back, um, uh, started pushing him. And then he managed to get the engine turned on and then just started managing driving off. So that was a, that was a champagne moment for me, this race, although it was a great race. That makes it sound boring, but it was a good race. <laughs> uh, Max, you're, you're, you're next up. Max, your highlight of the race? I, I think my highlight of the race must have been um, Verstappen and Hamilton fighting to the very last lap, trying yeah. to um, overtake Hamilton, because that really had me on the edge of my seat. We, we like that. We like edge of the seat stuff. And Ed, what about you? What was your highlight? Well, as a McLaren fan, I've got to go with uh, Lando's P4. Good drive from him. He started P7, I think, got up into P4. Good start to the season for him. That is, so, yeah. that is a good. Well, where did Ricardo finish? Uh, P7, I think. Okay, no, that, that, that's okay. Um, right, I'm gonna let's move on to let, let's grade the race. So the highest grade you can give is A plus. And the lowest you can give, I think, is a U. Um, we're going to go first to Ed. Um, your, your grade. As I mentioned earlier, it was a good start to the season. So I'm going to give uh, this race a rating of A. That's quite high. That is high. Well, that, Yeah, and I, I, can, I, I can understand why you're giving it an A, actually. Um, it, it was probably the best season opener we've had for many, many years. And I, I think the reason for that is because it took place at Bahrain as opposed to uh, Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, as we know, doesn't tend to produce uh, good racing. Max, what grade are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it an A+. plus. That's the highest possible grade. I I'm think it is up. the highest possible. I, it, I think it had everything you could want from an F1 race. It had oh. strategies. Um, chases, controversial bits. I, yes. I think it could be the best race we'd get all season. Uh, it could well be. And Joe, um, we've got an A and A plus. What are you going for? No, I've been historically quite harsh with my ratings. Good. That's going to change. I quite, I quite like strict marking. Um, so, so I'm going to go with a B. I mean, it was a good, good. race, but I yeah. think as we'll get on later in the show, Hamilton deserved the win. And that, that's why it's going down. We'll, we'll talk about that later on in the show. So you're saying that you're giving it a B because Hamilton deserved to win. Sorry, Verstappen deserved to win. Oh, so I was going to say, I didn't no, quite understand. I, 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 I understand. So you might have given it an A had Verstappen actually won. Yeah, what I could race. Yeah. Now, the next bit, I, I've stolen this from Radio 2 Drive Time. This is a three-word summary. Now, I don't know if we're, we're prepared for this. Um, I'm going to go to Joe, you're first up. Can you summarise the race in three words? Only three words. Could turn your sound on first, Joe. Controversial, controversial exciting. Actually, no, I'm going to get rid of all of those. Edge yeah. of seat. Edge of seat. Because that last... Okay. That, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that makes last. sense. We're, uh, uh, we're, we're edge of seat. Edge your seat, Max. He's probably stolen yours, but um, I have epic. Yes. Um, controversial and um, amazing. Right. Okay. So three sort of adjectives there. Ed. I'm going to go tense. I think I was still controversial from Max, and then 
will go. Um, I don't know. Uh, fantastic. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give my own three-word summary. I mean, it might be slightly different to yours. You've gone for sort of three. Well, apart from Joe's gone for edge of seat. You, you and Max have gone for three individual adjectives. I'm going to make a kind of a phrase of it, a kind of mini sentence. I'm going to say uh, three words that summarise the race for me is good season opener. That, that's what I'm going for. Just good. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was good. Good. I mean, in all fairness, um, <laughs> I tried to watch it. I, I, I started off trying to watch the sky highlights, which were on about six. Unfortunately, I've done quite a lot of walking during the day and I, I actually fell asleep and missed all of it. But following that up were the Channel 4 highlights. So I thought, that's OK, I'll watch those. I slept. I didn't see any of it. I slept through all of it. So I had to end up watching it on YouTube. Uh, that was just there's not a comment on on what the race was like. It was just a reflection that I, on my sort of. Uh, well, last year, I fell asleep during the Russian Grand Prix. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't done any walking. I haven't done any that's walking. Every year. That's every year. <laughs> well, that, that's fair enough. Yes, it was just it was just I'd done too much walking basically. I was too tired. But also I had I had just watched all the MotoGPs, um, so I was just a bit tired really. Now we're not going to leave um, the the Grand Prix just yet because there was a uh, there, 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 a big talking point about the race, and this is somebody mentioned it earlier. The Stappens overtake of Hamilton with a few laps to go. He he went off the track, he exceeded track limits, was told to give the place back to Hamilton. Okay, now I think you're going to have some fairly strong opinions. Let's go to Joe first. What are your thoughts on that? Um, what, what's your opinion about the whole thing? So for the first 20 laps or so, I think, Hamilton and Bottas uh, were both... 29. Yeah, 29, 29. you're right. It was there you go. 29 laps, Hamilton and Bottas were both um, gaining quicker lap times because they didn't have to turn in so sharply at yeah. turn four, thus exceeding yeah. track limits. And um, they, they were let off to do that and thus obviously would have gained some lap time where Max Verstappen and all yeah. the other competitors wouldn't have. Um, and then on the last lap, very tense side by side, coming into the breaking point of turn four, Max Verstappen completes the move round the outside. Then Lewis Hamilton pushes him off. This is all during it. He's completed the move. Then he comes back onto the track um, and, and is in front of Hamilton. And the FIA, or the Mafia, from what it's been done on social media, oh, has, said that, uh, has said that um, that's not allowed. That overtake is, is unfair. Had to give the place back to Lewis Hamilton. And then Lewis Hamilton's uh, managed to yeah, hang on. So, yeah, I believe uh, Verstappen was robbed, as does 98% of the internet. Really? And hence, and that, that, that explains your grade B for the race. Ed, do you agree or have a slightly different opinion about... Well, it was uh, seem I'm part of the minor, minority 2% then. Because I Experts. think um, if F5's done everything right there, I mean, in the race... They said that for practice and qualifying, they would delete times if you extended it for yeah. yeah. four, but then they wouldn't look at it if you for just like regular lap times in the race, which is on its own a pretty rubbish rule. I think they should have yes. it more consistent throughout the whole weekend. Yes. You either get penalised or you don't. But yeah. then 
for Verstappen's overtake on the exit, they're still side by side at this point. Massive yeah. snap of oversteer, corrects, yes. and he goes quite off. He goes well yeah. off and has to come back and complete the move. And I think they were right to say, look, got to give the place back because um, yeah. he was well off the track. And yeah. um, and he gave the I, place I think... back. And he, I, th- I was thinking, you still got three or so laps and you can still get this move. I was surprised that he didn't, but he was, I mean, again, in the late laps through turns 11, 12 and 13, he was really struggling following through that high speed yeah. uh, area of the track. But yeah, it's quite controversial. It um, is. Okay, that's interesting. We've got Max, uh, which side of the argument are you on, Max? So I'm going to take a fairly um, central uh, okay. view You're of this. Um, obviously, I'm quite a big Red Bull fan. I do love Red Bull. Yeah. But um, I think the whole way the FIA kind of dealt with it, I think, is yeah. the main reason everyone's so annoyed because they didn't mind when Mercedes was cutting the corner 29 times, which added about half a second each lap. Yeah. But they yeah. cared the minute Max Verstappen did it, which is not fair. It should just be set in stone. You cannot. I don't think it's it. because I don't think it's because Verstappen did it because he was told that he could bit earlier on the race. It's the fact that he gained a position from it. I think no, that's right. the main. Earlier, but Mercedes uh, would have gained positions. Mercedes would have gained. Time, I think it's only a tenth they would have gained, and they're allowed to do it. Yeah, but I'm saying there shouldn't be a rule against that. I mean, the minute Max does it, they say, oh, no, hold on, let's make it illegal. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree there should be a more concrete rule. On that front, I think that that was unfair towards Red Bull, and Mercedes shouldn't have been allowed to do that. But then on the actual overtake, uh, although it would have been a great overtake, I do tend to agree with Ed, which is, um, if that had nothing to do with the already existing controversy controversies of turn four then everyone would have said hold on that was an illegal overtake but because well mercedes wouldn't they wouldn't have been fighting there if it wasn't for mercedes being able to over game however many milliseconds per lap or whatever they wouldn't have been able to fight there so if it was just the two things individually i think everyone would have been pretty happy oh yeah that was an annoying overtake but just the way that it's all kind of happened yeah. in the same corner, I think, says why everyone's slightly annoyed about it. Could, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, could you argue, uh, now we know that Hamilton um, um, exceeded track limits on 29 occasions, could that have, um, we've talked about his undercut, could that have helped him get ahead? Yeah, yeah, because if you think... In 29 laps, let's say he gained two seconds, if that, okay. The final gap between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton finishing was, I think, half a second. So if if he wasn't corner cutting, he wouldn't have had the chance to be so close to a fight. Max Verstappen would have overtaken him earlier, I think. I've got a feeling that this, this track limits, it's something we've spoken about before, I don't think it'd be the last time we're going to have um, a, a similar incident again. Uh, there's a simple solution to this. What's the solution to, to get rid of this track limit? Travel tracks. Yeah, you are right. I mean, I, I would say, um, yeah, you are right there, Joe. I would say you're better off having maybe a, a two metre strip of grass and then have your gravel trap. 
what what you are right what you need is something whereby if you exceed track limits the penalty is there straight away so i, I would go for a strip of grass followed by uh a gravel trap and then the, we would never have these um incidents ever again the trouble is um if there's an advantage to be gained uh from exceeding track limits and, and as you said ed um the, the, the race steward said you can exceed track limits at turn four, as long as you don't, I guess, gain position from it. As long as these we have these inconsistencies, then drivers will always exceed track limits. So it can be easily eliminated simply by having grass on, on the exit of, or, or, or corners. Or right. even just having strict rules saying if you do extend, we'll give you a warning, then we'll give you or two warnings or however many warnings yeah. and then you get a penalty. Yeah, I have to say, I think half the problem, half the problem, and you, you talked about this, is this inconsistency whereby you could gain time, but what you couldn't do, it turns out, is actually gain a position from exceeding track limits. That seems wrong to me. If it's wrong to gain a position, it must be wrong to, to gain time. Right. Um, I think that concludes our review of the uh, opening race. Let's move on. This is, I think it's over to you, Ed, for this bit. Can you give us uh, a brief review of the Formula 2 action. Yeah, so this week we had the opening rounds of the Formula 2 Championship. I'll just go through the top three on each of the three races we had this uh, this weekend. So the first sprint race was won by Liam Lawson. And then in second, you had Jihan Deruvela. Third, David Beckman, not David Beckham. And then <laughs> in the second sprint race, we had Oscar Piastri. Uh, he won that one. And then with Christian Lungard in second. Guan Yu Zhou in third. And then for the feature race, where you get the big points, you had Guan Yu Zhou in, in first, Dan Titum second, Liam Lawson in third. And overall in the standings, top three are currently Guan Yu Zhou in first on 41 points, Liam Lawson second on 30 points, and Daruvula in third on 28 points. I saw YouTube highlights of the sprint race, Ed. It looked quite exciting. The, the, the last couple of laps looked incident packed. Yeah, the second uh, sprint race, that was a really good one. You know, I think you had, well, I think the top three all going for the win on that last lap. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. Oscar Piastri um, taking the checkered flag for his first win in his second race. Very good. OK, uh, and of course, it wasn't just Formula 1, Formula 2 action over the weekend. It was the first round of the MotoGP. Um, that was won by Maverick Vinales. Uh, the race, uh, it was excellent, actually. In fact, if I was to give that a grade, I'd give it an A. Um, with about five laps to go, uh, the winner, it could have been any one of nine riders, really. Um, I, I thought I thought that uh, Alex Rins was going to win, but he, he dropped back a bit. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it looked as if uh, uh, Juan Mir might win. Um, in fact, he should have finished second, but he ran wide at the last corner and, and ended up finishing fourth. Um, yeah, really exciting race. I'll tell you what was quite um, amusing was the start of the race. Uh, the, the Ducati's launch control is rather impressive. Into the first corner, we had a, a Ducati one, two, three, four. They, they literally left the other bike standing still on the grid. Um, so that that was quite amusing. Uh, GP2, uh, sorry, not GP2, I'm talking about Moto2. That was won by Sam Lowe's uh, from, from Britain. And the Moto3 race was won by 
uh, Masia, who's probably a favourite to win the championship. So really exciting start to the season. What's good is the second round is actually this weekend at the same venue. So we're at Qatar again. Uh, having said that, <clears throat> I've, still, I've got no idea who's going to win this weekend. It, it is so wide open. Um, it's very difficult to predict. OK, moving on, we've got up next, we've got a bunch of fives. I've got to just get myself organised. I am organised, actually. I've got my bunch of fives there. I've got my timer here. And let me just organise my screen. I'll be a couple of seconds. Max, you're up first, Max. OK. Um, I, I'm giving it the full 20 seconds because it's getting a bit more difficult now. Yeah. OK, so, you know, the routine, I give you the question. Just give me five uh, items in that particular category. Um, Max, you've got to name five corner names. Oh, no. OK. Um, what, have I started? Uh, well, yeah, you've got 12 seconds left. Okay. Uh, Michael Schumacher, um, uh, Schumacher oh, yes. turn thing. Um, yeah. Porter, Mao, uh, circuit. Oh, that's a circuit. Um, oh, uh, I don't know. Um, right, right, okay. So that was a bit tricky, wasn't it? That was quite because hard. Michael, you said Michael Schumacher. Where is that? Oh, yes, that's exactly. Oh, right. oh, you might. So I, I thought yeah, you. I thought for a second there, Max. I said, oh, I was going to say, Max, that's a driver, not a corner. But, um, hey-ho. Right. Uh, you could have said the Senna S's actually to, to continue the theme oh, of boy, corners man. named after drivers. Now, I'm not going to say any more corner names because I don't want it to help Joe or Ed. Joe, you're up next. The moment I give you the question, that's when the, the clock starts, Joe. You ready? OK. Yeah. You've got to name five corners from Silverstone. OK, Maggots, Beckett's. Um... Whitechapel, isn't that one? Yes, Chapel is correct. You've got 10 seconds. Is that a straight, isn't it? Um, straight. Oh, my God. I don't know it very well at all. Um, Whitechapel. I don't know. I'm being stupid. Okay. I don't know. I've got a feeling that, that Ed might know some other corner names from Silverstone. Uh, I'll just say Cops. Cops. That's the Village. one. Stone. Village. There's uh, the Stone. Yeah, Stowe Club. OK, uh, let me just get the timer ready for your one. Uh, OK, we're, we're, OK, so. Ed, you've got 20 seconds to name five corners from Spa. La Source, Eau Rouge, Radion, uh, Puon and Le Combe. We do that in six seconds. That <laughs> Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, that's very impressive. Gosh. Cool. Can you think of any others, actually? Uh, bus stop. Oh, well, actually, the bus stop. Yes, you know, no, 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 it is, it is still there. Yeah, it is still there. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the fast left-hander before the bus stop chicane? Oh, couldn't tell you. Uh, Blanchiment. Yeah. Blanchiment. Before that, we got... Yeah, I know the name, but I don't know. I can't link it to the... Yeah, yeah Blanchiment, fast left-hander. Uh, wow, uh, that was impressive uh, track corner knowledge there, Ed. Um, can somebody tell me what's up next? Because I've, my screen is full of 
timers and what have you. Uh, I think it's we A have to Z. A to Z, and it's S right. this week. It is. Uh, I'm going to start off with, with Max. Are you prepared, Max? I am prepared. I only just thought of it when you said it, but I now know. <laughs> That's not really being prepared, is it? But, uh, maybe it is. Well, you didn't ask the question. I knew before you asked. Okay. Um, uh, Ayrton Senna. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. I, I imagine it, it might be um, other people who thought of Senna. Anything you'd like to say about Senna? Do you know, do you know anything about him? Uh, a little bit, not too much. Have you seen the film Rush? Yes, I love it. Hold on, hold on. No, Nick Rush is Nicky Lauder. Nonsense, that's James Hunt and Nicky Lauder. The film, it's called Senna, isn't it? I haven't watched that. No. It's very good. Okay, um, I might watch it. You ought to watch that. So, I mean, what do you know about Ed and Senna, Max? Um, he won quite a few championships. Yes, um, he, he crashed. He died during F1, didn't he? Yes, yeah, we talked about that last week. Um, yeah. He's from Brazil. It was a big yes. thing when he died. Obviously, it was the big. Yes, it was. Yeah, you're right. That was in gosh, 1994. Obviously, a long time before you were born. Um, I I saw. I remember seeing Ed Senna in Formula Three when I went to the British Grand Prix in 1983. That's the first Grand Prix I went to. Uh, you had a Formula Three support race, and the contenders there were Ed Senna. And a certain Martin Brundle, who you might know from uh, Sky, um, from the Sky commentary team. Very good. Uh, now, OK, so let's go to um, Ed. Who, what do you got? Um, I'll go for Suzuka, which, if you remember, I, I, I think you would. Our, our first episode. I, um, I, I had a feeling you'd say that. I think I said it as my, my favourite track, which it... Yeah, still is. Um, yeah, I think the most successful driver at uh, Suzuka was probably Michael Schumacher. Um, okay. Yeah, very, very cool track, very quick, uh, quite historic as well. Okay, tell, us, tell us what's unique about it. Well, it's the only figure of eight circuit on it is. the current yeah. Formula One on the calendar. In all fairness, Ed, I can't think of any other figure of eight circuit. The only one I can, the only other one I can think of is in Australia, uh, which they used to use, I think, for the Australian V8s. I forgot the name of the track actually. It might be something like Oran Park or something, but I got a feeling that no longer exists. So I think it, I think it probably is the only figure of eight circuit there is. You like the S's section, don't you, behind the behind the pits, Ed? What was that, sir? I said you like the S's, don't you, behind yeah. the pits? Yeah. Start the lap. Is that quite challenging on your computer? Yeah, yeah it's hard to stay online because once you kind of yeah. go offline, it's so yeah. easy to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, once you've got one quarter. Yeah. I guess you get the whole lot wrong. Um, Joe, what about you? There are so many to choose from. We really yeah. are spoiled for choice. I'm sorry if I, I've got, I've got oh, not a list, that's a bit excessive, but I have got quite a few. I'm sorry if I say yours accidentally, but you can go in further detail. Doesn't matter. We don't, we don't mind if, if there's... There are uh, so many. Suzuka, Singapore, the, the race I really want to go to. Spa, yeah. Frank Shaw, we've just mentioned. Mick and Mike Schumacher. Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Uh, well, my, Michael Schumacher, yeah. yeah. Michael, yeah, sorry. I've just called him Mike. I, I don't know him <laughs> personally. And Ralph. Um, Ralph and Ralph Schumacher. Uh, Sterling Moss as well. There are yeah. so many. 
Right, okay. Um, so, I, long list there. Um, there is. We're going to have to push you. Choose one. Singapore. I've always wanted oh, to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Actually, I mentioned that in the first episode ever of Pit Stop. Um, I've always wanted to go there. I love night races because the skyline just looks so good. You can see it's yeah. not going about the lights. Yeah. Not <laughs> we, we, we won't mention that it could be anywhere under lights. We won't, we won't say that. I, I know it's your favourite racetrack, um, Joe. Um, okay, so my S, I was thinking about Silverstone, but I've gone for Sauber, but not the Formula One team. I've gone for Sauber Mercedes, uh, the sports car team from the 1980s. So uh, let's have a think about that. I'm about the late, really, it's about the late 1980s. The late 1980s, uh, I've probably mentioned this before, was probably, uh, well, the, the, the mid to late 80s were the best, was the best ever era of sports car racing. It was Group C, um, dominated at first by the Porsche, Porsche 956, Porsche 962. Uh, then Jaguar came in in 1986. Um, and Sabah Mercedes, they were, yeah, in 86, they were, they featured quite heavily. In fact, they, they, they took their first win, I think, in 86. There was a very wet race at the Nürburgring. Um, but um, I think the Mercedes involvement uh, stepped up towards the end of the 80s. And certainly from 1988, they, they became um, not dominant. It certainly became dominant by 1989. 1989, um, Sabah Mercedes team were completely dominant. Uh, in uh, sports car racing and it was in 1989 they actually became the silver arrows in 88 uh, they were sort of a dark sort of black really sponsored by AEG and then the following year they went all silver uh, and then actually 1990 the team was known as uh, Mercedes but um, Sauber Mercedes yeah a really good uh, sports car team dominance in from 89 onwards um, there we go well, that concludes the A to Z. Uh, what's up next? Next up, we have motorsport maths. Excellent. Uh, very good. I'm well prepared on this. Uh, so um, I'll give you, you know, the routine, give you the clues. I won't give you too much time to write, write your answers down because I don't want any checking on the Internet. I don't, you don't, I don't really want any use of calculators. Um, well, you, you can use a calculator. So you need a, a pen and a piece of paper handy. I'll give you a couple of seconds to, to do that. Um, there are going to be five clues or well, five sums to do all together. Are you ready, all of you? I'm ready. That's Ed ready. ready. Max, are you ready? I was born ready. I thought you might say that. Right, number one. Your first number is this. I want you to write down uh, Johan Zarco's record-breaking top speed in the Qatar MotoGP weekend. Is this in miles an hour or kilometers? Uh, miles an hour. Miles an hour. Oh, no. He broke the record for the top speed achieved by a MotoGP bike in uh, practice. Write that number down. Okay, let's move on. So you've got a number. Your second, well, your first sum, really, I suppose. From that number you've got, I want you to subtract Nigel Mansell's racing number 
when he was at Williams. Okay, so you've got a, you should have worked out your new total. Your, your second sum is this. I want another subtraction one. I want you to subtract from your new total uh, the number of Formula One drivers. Ever or currently? No, 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 no. currently. Okay. Currently, the number of Formula One drivers on the grid this year, which should be the same as last year. That should be a fairly straightforward sum to work out. Your third bit of mathematics is a bit more difficult. I want you to divide your new total uh, by the number of points that were awarded for a win between 1991 and 2003. Your fourth and final bit of maths, I want is, is just a bit of addition. I want you to add to your new total the number of wins achieved by Daniel Ricciardo. That is your final answer. Right. Max, what number you got? Uh, I think I only got one of those right, and that was Daniel Ricciardo's three wins. Well, I got Max, 166. 166. Very good. Joe, what have you got? Well, I think I've subtracted when you meant to to take to to add or to multiply. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've, I've, what I've have got, you got? I've got seven. Seven. And uh, let's have a look. Well, you might be right with that. Ed, what do you got? I've got 18.6 recurring, but I'll round up to 19. 19. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Ed, you were closest. The, number, oh. the answer, by the way, was 27. So, Ed, you were eight out. Um, Joe, you were, were, were 20 out. That's a good effort. Uh, Max, uh, fair to say, like last time, Max, you were miles out. In fact, just to see how, how far out you were, you were about 130 <laughs> odd out so okay, can i put a revised offer in I'll, I'll tell you what max it's good i like your consistency you're yeah, always is key in always wrong and you're always wrong by uh about 150 by a huge <laughs> amount you might have to start calling you neil ferguson <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's let's leave politics out of this let, let, let's move on um Right. Oh, let me go through. Let me go through the answers and the mathematics. So the first one, what was Zarko's top speed at Qatar? It was about 200 miles an hour or something. It was actually 225. Oh, 225. Wow. 250. What did you put, Max? I put 250. Yeah, that, that's funny. That, really that's, quick. Yeah, that would be, yes. Well, I went 125. You went 125? 125 yeah. road that car cool. can do that, Joe. A road car can do that. Yeah, I'm not aware of that. I don't. I don't record them, so I'll just guess. Right. Well, I, I, well, hopefully, Joe, you're you're sort of slightly surprised by that. 225 
miles an hour on a bike. Not slow. I wouldn't want to do it. No, well, I'm not. I haven't seen a MotoGP do 225 miles an hour, but I've stood beside the Wellington Strait at Silverstone during morning warm-up of the MotoGP. So I imagine by the end of the Strait, they're probably doing about 100 and, I don't know, 170 or 80. And it's frightening. It is frightening the speed those bikes go. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. OK, so we've got 225. Nigel Mansell's number when he was at Williams. Did we know that? Was it Was it four? Oh, you're one out. Uh, I said five. It was five. It, uh, it was red, red five. So that takes us down to 220. Uh, Max, uh, the number of Formula One race drivers, Max? Uh, I think I got this right, this one. Uh, 20. Yeah, so that, so we subtract that. That gives us 200. Uh, if you divide that by the number of points uh, awarded for a win between 1991 and 2003. I didn't divide that. I added that. Well, that's silly. That's probably where you've gone wrong then, Max. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the other three questions, I didn't know. How many points were, were you given for a win during that period? I guess and said 15. No, it was 10. See, oh, oh, I got that. First put by you that divide 200 by 10, you get 20. And then I'll, I, hopefully I've got this right. And then number of wins by Daniel Ricciardo. Seven. Seven, which gives us 27. Now, I quite like the fact we've ended up on the number 27. Does number 27 mean anything to you? Nico Hulkenberg's race number. Oh, is it? Well, OK, you, 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 I'm sure you're right with that. If you're slightly older, then number 27 uh, would 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 mean Gilles Villeneuve's race number. Gilles Villeneuve, Canadian um, Formula One driver, father of um, Jacques Villeneuve, uh, won a number of Grand Prix was renowned for being an exciting driver uh, and he was killed in qualifying for the 1982 Belgium Grand Prix. Uh, number 27 will always mean basically uh, Gilles Villeneuve. Uh, excellent, right, moving on. What's up next? You have to um, tell me. Next, we have my fact of the week. Yay! Yay. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Um, so this fact of the week is every second a Formula One car driving in the wet displaces 250 litres of water. Now, that's a bath, or like an average bath. Wow. So there you go. That's every second. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's certainly that's certainly impressive, uh, Joe. It'd be quite a cold bath, though, so I'm not sure. I'd be down, be. But it's impressive stat anyway. It is. It's I, I have a little wet. fact. I wouldn't like to steal Joe Thunder, but I have got a little fact. Okay. Um, did you know there are more multiple? Um, no, that more people have stepped on the moon than um than won multiple Formula One drivers world championships. Hold on, let's say hold on. More people. Sorry, do you say more people have stepped on the moon? Yeah. Than have won. who've won more than one Formula One world championship. Yes. Uh, hold on. Am I surprised by that? That more people. More people have stepped on the moon. No, I am surprised by that because I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I would have thought too, but um, when Sebastian Vettel won his second world yeah. championship with um, with Red Bull, Christian Horner said that on the radio, which I'd never thought of before. Now, of course, the obvious question is, people at home might be thinking, well, how many people have walked on the moon and how many multiple Formula One world champions have there been? 
I don't know the answer to those two questions. I think, um, I think it's only like 13 people have walked on the moon, I think. But I don't know how many. I might be completely wrong. 12. 12. Ah. Searched up now. 12. Okay, that's 12 people walked on the moon. And we're saying that there are... Oh, let's have a look. Fewer so, than 12 multiple Formula One world champions. Uh, I think I'd so. More. I'd say so, yeah. You, you... That's what Christian Horner said. Don't come at me. <laughs> okay, so if if Max is wrong, we're not going to blame Max. We're going to blame we're going to blame Christian Horner. Christian Horner. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Right, we'll have to get him on the episode and blame him. <laughs> um. Okay. What What's next? It's time to guess. Who am I? Right. Let's get this open then. Right. So, carrying with the same theme of drivers, go with our first fact. When I was a child, I had three main idols, all Michaels. Michael Schumacher, Michael right. Jordan, and Michael Jackson. Well, let's have a think about this. If it if his idol was Michael Schumacher, so we're probably talking here about the mid-1990s. Ah. Is it Michael Jordan? Who's the other Michael? Michael Jackson. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yes. Um... I mean, I could, I'm not, I'm not going to, I can have a guess. I'm pretty sure it won't be this person because we had this person already. Have we had this person already, Ed, on Who Am I? Uh, we might have, I don't remember. Right. I hope not. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let's move on. And let's have the second clue. Okay, this is kind of following on from the first one. I wanted to follow Michael Jackson's footsteps, but I soon discovered I didn't have the voice, so I took up karting instead. So, so, gosh, this is interesting. So somebody wanted to be a singer-dancer. Let's have some guesses. Do we have some guesses now? Do we have some guesses? Max, you got a guess? I think I know this because I think I saw his um, press um, interview a few weeks ago on YouTube. Is it Sebastian Vettel? I can't believe how you've got this on the second clue. Uh, Yeah, it is. Can you give us the other clues then, Ed? I have never got that. I've got loads of them because I thought it would take you a while. One of my yeah. favourite hobbies off track is badminton. Really? I have a special edition car named after me by made by Infinity, who were Red Bull sponsors. Yeah. Uh, when he was when he was Red Bull, yeah. I have the record for the fastest penalty in F1 history, and I was handed a one thousand dollar penalty for speeding in the pits. My F1 debut in two thousand six, after really? only nine seconds. Uh, <laughs> I once appeared in a music video and appeared in the German version of Cars 2 alongside Fernando Alonso. And this is quite an obvious one. I thought yeah. you would get this, get it off this. I name all of my F1 cars. Uh, yeah. Does anyone know what he's named this year's? I think Joe yes, does. I do. Um, he's named it Honey Rider, hasn't he? After the yeah. Bongo, since he's driving an yeah. Aston Martin. There you uh, go. Sorry, after what, Joe? After? After the Bond girl. Honey Rider. First ever right. Bond girl. I, I, she was the, so I didn't know that. She was the first ever Bond girl. I think so. Yeah, no, I've never heard of Honey Rider. No, okay. I imagine that was some Doctor No then, I, I, I'm assuming. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, excellent clues there, Ed. Excellent clues. Um, I don't think we would have got it until maybe that clue you've just given us. Joe's got his hand up there. What is it, Joe? Uh, I've, I, just before we finish the episode, because I know we are nearing the end, 
I've got questions. Well, question for Max and Ed. And I'm not okay. sure if they've got one for me. I don't mind if they don't. Yeah. Uh, they're both picture questions. Uh, okay. So we'll go, we'll go with Max first. Uh, we're also going to continue the theme. Since this is the last episode of series two, I'm going to stay consistent uh, for the end of this series and then start a new sort of um, side of questioning, which you will understand once I explain it properly in the next we, season three. Joe, we, we might have to describe the picture because, of course, this because this is a podcast and not going out on the, the radio. We, we, I guess we can't use the, 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 the Twitter, can we? Um, I, I suppose you, you you could, but you just it might be a bit old. But it, 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 if we if we can't, it's not the end of the world. Okay, we can like, always describe iconic. it. We can always describe it, Joe. I picked like, two iconic things. Okay, so we're we're looking at meeting chat. I might actually can I just describe to listeners what we can see when the picture appears. Okay, this is Max. This is a track map. Right. Okay. I guess can we? Tell? I don't think I can explain. Oh, blimey. Okay, right. I, I, yeah. Okay, so oh, we got yeah. track map here. Um, it's sort of long and thin, basically. Um, Lots of turns. Quite Looks, a few squiggles. Could be quite uh, hard. Max, where is this? That's Italy, isn't it? No. What? No. Really? Yeah, it's not. Where is it? When you actually, when you say Italy, what do you mean, Monza? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not Monza. Um, I can he's gone for that because of um, it kind of looks like parabolic. Yeah, top. yeah, That's and then not for chicane. Um, I don't know. Um, it's on this year's calendar, Max. Uh, we're talking in terms of countries. We're talking quite a lot further east of Italy. Quite a lot further east. It's quite a difficult one. Is uh, it in the Middle East? Yeah. Is it better uh, is it's not Bahrain, is it? No. No. Uh, not no, Yasmarina, is it? No. Okay. You've got me questioning myself now. Then let's let's go to Ed. Ed, do you know it? I'm sure you do. Yeah, I know it. Uh that's uh the new street circuit Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh, you see, I didn't know that because I haven't seen the race in there, of course. It was a bit of a trick question. Really. It was a bit. It was a bit. Yeah, I, I, I take that. So it's, it, it, yes, we haven't raced there yet. Right, Joe, you got a question for Ed? Is this, a, is this an architecture one? Oh, it wow. is the final one of the series. And I'm, it's not even, I'm not even sure how to describe that. It's very um, modernist, I suppose. <laughs> I have to make it um, slightly bigger. It, it's we've got a nighttime shot of um, it's in a city. It looks like a it looks like a big flower. It does it? It's designed of a lotus flower. Right. So it's, okay, we've got a lotus, a building in the shape of a lotus flower at night. And also the races at night to give you a right. hint. That makes it easy. I've never seen this building before. I don't All think. Right. But based on what I can see in the background. And the fact that it is a night race, I'm going to say Singapore. It yes. is. Yes, it's the Art Science Museum in Singapore. And I think it has lasers on the uh, on the sides of the like the petals, as, as you want, as you wish, uh, on the sides of the, the petals. And they do like a light display. Um, is, is, is that building within the sort of track, the sort of track configuration? Is it, is it? Um, 
Well, if it isn't, it will be very close. And anyway, even with Singapore, it's quite a small country. Well, it's a very small country, so it wouldn't be yeah. far away. I know it's definitely it's very close to the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, which is which looks like a boat on top of three buildings. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just opposite that. And I think that is actually within the circuit. So I'd assume, yes, if, if it, uh, I think it is within the circuit. But if yeah. it isn't, it is very close. It's, it's, it's nearby. Yeah, that's very good. I, I've got a feeling that we're probably done there, aren't we? I've got a question. If you yes, yeah, please do. Yeah, please. Ed, yeah, far away. I'll leave this one open to everyone, so feel yeah. free to yeah. pop in whenever you feel. Yeah. Can you name all of the Formula One teams that Fernando Alonso has raced for? Um, I got a feeling. Did he start with Minardi? He yeah. did. That's one of them. Okay, well, I think. I think. I think. Right, Minardi number one. Yeah, Renault, Renault, Alpine, Ferrari, McLaren, Ferrari. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's a lot of teams. All right, so we've got Minardi. <laughs> uh, Minardi, yeah. Renault. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari. McLaren. Yeah. McLaren. Alpine. Yeah, that's all of them. And he's raced oh, for Renault point. on two different spells, I guess. Yes. And yes. McLaren on two different occasions. Hold on, McLaren on two different occasions. Hold on. Two thousand seven. Oh, yes, of course, then... of course. Yes, of course he did. Yes, because he went. So the so the order, Ed, I think would have been. Correct me if I'm wrong. Minardi, Renault, uh, McLaren, Ferrari. No, it's Renault, Ferrari, McLaren, Alpine. Hold on, hold on. Can, can you do that again, please? So that. Minardi, Renault, yes. McLaren, Renault again, Ferrari, McLaren again, then Alpine. Uh, that surprises me a bit, actually. So we're saying that you're saying that after McLaren, he went to Renault? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right, he did, yes, yeah, because 2008. 2008, he won at Singapore, Joe. And that was quite a famous race. When yeah. Nelson Piquet deliberately crashed out, so to 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 ensure that Alonso won. Yes, of course. That, very good. Um, Joe's got his hand up there. Joe, what do you want to say, Joe? Uh, just to say, as ever, um, if you've enjoyed this series, I guess um, our Twitter is at SJC Radio now, and you can see directly everything to do with that uh, Twitter account to do with the best um, the best show on SJC Radio. I'm not sure if this will make it the cut, but if it is, I, I'm, not edit, I'm not uh, editing that, that out, Joe. That stays in. Don't <laughs> worry, that stays in. Um, uh, that that will be under hashtag SJC Pitstop. And if you want to email us directly, uh, that is pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk. Your, your sort of hesitation there, you said if you've in your sort of hesitation when you were saying if you've enjoyed your hesitation was over the the the, the, the actual name we give to the series because it's kind of. I guess you're implying because it's the end of term. That's the end yeah. of our series, isn't it? Well, it's not the end of the racing series, is it? So, yeah. are we calling it the end of series two? It's the end of term two. Isn't it? So, so for us, a series is a term. Okay. Well, yeah. so back this... on. We're back on for series three on the 23rd of April, which is on uh, producer Tom's birthday. 23rd so of that, April. This today's the end of series two, and the start of series three will be on the 23rd of April. 
Excellent. Okay, so we're obviously going to stick with the term series as opposed to, sorry, I used the term term there. We're going to stick with the word series. So as you say, that's the end of series two. Next term, we're back with the beginning of series three. And as Joe said, if you enjoyed series two, please join us on the 23rd. So uh, until then, uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Ed. Goodbye from Joe. Goodbye from Max. This was an SJC Radio production written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started. So head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.